Colin McLaughlin. This is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this November 21st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you. It's the last time we'll be hanging out with you until Thanksgiving, really until... Until after Thanksgiving. Until after Thanksgiving. Uh, and we're uh, all thankful for that, aren't we're, we? <laughs> we're all thankful to uh, enjoy a couple days with our families uh, coming up here in the next few days. And then uh, we'll be back at it next Monday for the Sports Mix, but we'll be back at it on Saturday. 12.30 pregame show, 1 p.m. kickoff as the number three Martinsburg Bulldogs travel to get one step closer, or one step away from getting to the state championship as they take on the number two Huntington Highlanders. 1.30 kickoff Saturday will be there. It'll be on radio and on WRNR TV on YouTube. And uh, that's because Martinsburg got the win over Bridgeport. And uh, kind of a similar game to last year's game. Yeah, it was a low-scoring affair for both sides yet again. Martinsburg defensively was still able to really shut down Bridgeport's offense, especially when Bridgeport got into the end zone and were forced late to go for it instead of uh, getting to kick a field goal like they did at the start. So a 21-3 to win, and... It was a big one because now, as you said, Spencer, it's one step closer. Yeah, one step closer. And they need one more victory to get back to the state championship. And uh kind of seemed like this game last year. It was a very odd game. It was just it was a Saturday night game, which is weird for Martinsburg to play a Saturday night game. They played a few Saturday day games this year. Uh, but Bridgeport chose Saturday night to come up here. And uh, Martinsburg, the defense continued to play like they're a championship defense. The offense stood up, stepped up at times, but uh, even talking to Coach Sherman, and there's just a couple times, there's a few times in that game where they probably should have thrown this game or taken this game out of even being close to getting to being as close as it was. Yeah, I think so. But I think you also have to respect the fact that Bridgeport has a good program and. Uh, I think they have the kind of athletes that can at least challenge Martinsburg at times throughout the ball game, and we saw that on Saturday night. We saw that last year. It's now back-to-back years where, yes, Martinsburg won by you know three scores in both of these games, but it, it very easily could have been a much closer ball game if Bridgeport had any sort of passing game. So that's something I think they have to really look into as a program is – you know, we're very close to competing in AAA for state championship. We have been the most competitive team against Martinsburg in the state of West Virginia in the past two years. But our offense is so limited that that's what's preventing Bridgeport from getting these wins or at least making the game you know really exciting down the stretch because it never felt like Martinsburg was going to lose because you knew Bridgeport was going to run the ball consistently and yeah. they couldn't get you know three, four yards Especially Martin's in the Red scores team. a touchdown, and you're like, oh, it's over. Yeah, because it just didn't feel like Bridgeport could finish those drives, and we saw that, you know, Saturday night. So I think they need to really change their offense. I, mean, I know that's something well, they won't step, do. But hey, and everybody on the Martinsburg sideline knew at when you weren't when the, everybody was least expecting it, they were going to throw a pass. And it worked. And that was the same thing last year. They had a few passes that were there. They just didn't yeah, execute they didn't them. Complete them. Um, so I think, you know, you really got to look at yourself if you're Bridgeport and say, look, this is a great offense for the regular season, but when it comes to playing a team like Martinsburg. You got to have a package in there. You, you got to have pass all year. You got to have some sort of passing game because that front four to front seven is the best in the state, and it's better than any team you're going to face all year. Uh, if you're Bridgeport, so you need to figure out a way to spread them out and uh, keep the defense honest. Because if they know that you're on the ball, they're going to put you know eight, nine, ten guys in the box. 
And what happens when, you know, you're playing that kind of offense? Your three of your or four of your guys on the line combined for what is that? Uh, 21, 29, 37, 37 tackles? Yeah. Between Rashad Reed, Aiden Fleming, Wes Hancock, and Eric King. And then Cam Shallis has seven. Roman Pearson has seven. But your big guys up on the line defensively, they combine for the foremost sacks. I mean, that's what's going to happen in a game like this. I mean, we all know that, obviously. But just the pure fact that, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to find the conversation. I meant to pull it up before, but I did not get a chance to do so as I was trying to get ready for the show. Um, we'll play the postgame interviews uh, that I had with Coach Sherman and then with the leading tackler on the night uh, in Rashad Reed, the defensive player of the year in the conference. And it, it was a very well deserving to be a defensive player in the conference. Uh, but he had 12 tackles on the night, Colin. Yeah, he was outstanding. And that's what everybody in the state expected was him to really take control on that defensive side and make his presence known, even talking with the guys from Bridgeport, uh, Chris and Travis before the game. They, they knew, man, this guy's really good. I can't wait to see him play. And he balled out. If he doesn't go D1 FBS, something's wrong with the, the recruiting in colleges looking at Martinsburg. We already know that it is, but I'm just going to throw it out there if next year. We're not seeing him commit to a Power 5 team. Yeah, Something is wrong with recruiting and people not seeing that this team is been dominant over the past decade. I mean, we already saw it with Tyson Bajan getting the, you know, the once over from WVU back in the day when he was recruiting. And, you know, we see it with Hudson Clement just getting a preferred walk on offer. Uh, but I mean, you got to You got a guy that comes in from out of state and he, what does he do? He just completely tears it up and he's the defensive player of the year in the conference and he gets 12 tackles in a game that for, that puts you into the state semifinals. And then right behind him, Aiden Fleming, Wes Hancock, and Eric King, nine, eight, and eight tackles. Yeah, it was a terrific job by the defensive line, and that's what you needed if you wanted to get that win. They got the job done, held Bridgeport to only three points, and over to the offense, Bajan had a pretty solid day. 18 of 28, three touchdown passes, only the one interception, and it was kind of a weird one there. So you can't be frustrated with him. He got the job done. And, yeah, 21 points is not what you're used to for Martinsburg. But you got the win. It didn't matter how many points you scored as long as you score more than Bridgeport. And you only needed four to do that. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Martinsburg is able to execute on Saturday because I do feel like they still might be not quite playing to their level of competition or playing maybe to the level of competition, and that's why we've seen some kind of sloppy starts to an extent in these playoffs. But like I said before, I think Bridgeport's got a good team, so it's not necessarily that Martinsburg uh, played poorly. I mean, at times they did, but also you got to look at the program that they were going up against and say, well, they're a pretty good team. So Huntington is another challenge. I mean, we saw what they did to Jefferson. I think it, it could be a game where if you don't come out and play your best, it, it could be closer than it was last year. And um, I think Martinsburg is going to really need to gear up for this one. But they should be excited, right? I mean, they're going on the road, so they know that's a bigger challenge. Yeah. They also know that this is the defending runner-ups in the state, so this is a rematch of the state championship game. And a lot on the line this yeah, week. A lot on the line. And it's not a game there. that you can just roll into off the bus and – you know, go out there and win, even if you turn it over two or three times. You got to play really good football to beat this Huntington team. All right, here is Coach Sherman and Rashad Reed after the ball game when I caught up with them on the field. Defensive led win for your team tonight, and uh, that second half only or the whole game only allowing three points. Yeah, I mean if they can't score, they can't beat us. And you know those guys on the defensive side of the ball, Coach Hash, Coach O, Coach Jake, Coach Rose, other coach. Those guys do a great job. Get onto it. Play a team like that two years in a row, only left with three points in two years. That's that's great. They shut down. Nobody else takes really much. So kudos to those guys. It was great.
cow, and then boom, he did it. Yeah, I mean those guys prepare so much for high school coaches. They're they're the best in the region. They prepare so much that they know what's coming the next play. So if the kids listen to them, respond to them, then the kids know what's going on, and they do a great job coaching them up. And then obviously getting to practice Thanksgiving week, big thing. You guys have practice on Thanksgiving. Then you'll head down to Huntington on Friday for a Saturday game, and uh, obviously great to practice on Thanksgiving. Yeah, great to always practice on Thanksgiving. It's you know it's football weather. People complain about it being cold. I was like, it's you know, it's just football weather. And so being able to practice on Thanksgiving is a blessing. Um, these guys have worked really hard for it since January, and you know, like I said, I'm proud for them, proud of them. We'll take a business trip to Huntington next Saturday. All right, thanks, Coach. Best of luck. We'll be there. Thank you, guys. All right, bring in Rashad Reed, the EPAC Defensive Player of the Year this year, all all around beast in his first season here at Martinsburg, and. Uh, it was a tough team tonight that you had to face a team that uh, runs a unique style of ball, and you guys really shot them down at that first level tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, they had, we had stuff we got to work on more defense to be more efficient, but I think overall, as a defense, we had a pretty solid game. And obviously for you guys late in that third quarter, into that fourth quarter, that big fourth down stop. Uh, yeah, that definitely, definitely it's all, all about the flow. I mean, just that big fourth down stop just helped us get, get, get the energy back right back to offense. And for you, as I just mentioned coming into the interview, your first year here at Martinsburg, you get the EPAC Defensive Player of the Year, and it's obviously a big honor, but uh, for a guy just coming in here, getting used to how everything's played around here, it's a big accomplishment, man. Thank you. And, I mean, I like it. I'm proud of myself, but all I know is that this level ain't good. I just got to work hard, shoot for the stars. All right, wanted on that. Thanks for the time and best of luck. We'll be there next Saturday. Yes, sir. All right, back up to you, Colin. All right, there we go. He caught, we caught up with head coach Britt Sherman. Audio quality or audio issues there as we're in the wireless mic and some interference in there in the beginning of the interview. But at the end of the interview, it all worked out and then caught up with the PAC Defense Player of the Year, Rashad Reed, who, as I said, just completely dominated this ball game, dominated the line of scrimmage, 12 tackles, and the, the D line really got 38 tackles or 30 something whatever i just i'm not good at math so it's hard to believe he's only a junior i know he's only a junior and that whole that whole offensive line and defensive line is coming back next year it's already a nightmare now the nightmare isn't going anywhere not anywhere nightmares about martinsburg i'm not Okay. Other teams are. Uh, you know, Bridgeport went home. Okay. You know, Thank Bridgeport you went home, and they had nightmares about that defensive line mm-hmm. all night long. But a twenty-one to three victory for the Bulldogs, and and you know, it was really just that uh, red zone defense that yes. that really stood strong because Bridgeport got in the red zone quite a few times in this ball game. Oh yeah, there were a lot of fourth down stops, especially late in the game, with uh, Bridgeport getting great field positioning off of turnovers and whatnot but you like what you saw from that defense and hopefully uh, on the other side of the ball Martinsburg can clean it up because it, it Huntington's a completely different style offense they do throw the ball so when they get into those red zone situations sorry that was my phone but when they do get into those red zone situations you got to expect either a pass or a run not just a run yeah, I mean, six touchdowns for Gavin Locko in that win over Jefferson, and uh, you know, he can do both that run and pass, and he's a very talented quarterback that's made a lot of progress over these last few years uh, for the Highlanders. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of team they have this year if they're able to compete with Martinsburg a lot more than they did in that state championship because heading into that game, uh, you looked at Huntington's resume, and it looked like Huntington was going to at least you know be within – three touchdowns i think it was a fair prediction for the game but it just wasn't that at all um it seems like huntington's gotten better throughout this season but they did lose a lot from last season to an extent so it will be interesting to see uh how this one plays out on saturday i would i would lean toward it will be a much closer game because of the long trip for martinsburg one and two uh the Highlanders do have a little bit more experience this year than they did last year. Yeah, I think that was the key. And, you know, Huntington, that 51-7 to victory over Jefferson. And uh, it, it just seemed like from the beginning of the game that Huntington was locked in. And, I mean, it was 24 nothing. I think, 
in sometime in the second quarter, I, I don't exactly remember. I just remember looking at the score during the Shepherd game, and it was twenty-four nothing at one point. But again, Huntington gets the fifty-one to seven victory over Jefferson. Jefferson's season comes to an end at eight and four. Uh, but another fantastic season for the Cougars, who have now made the playoffs and won a game in each of the last two seasons. Yeah, you would have loved to see them though get to that semifinal for the first time in program history and it would have been a cool story it would have been a cool story to get a rematch to get a rematch in the epac and then you had two epac teams vying for a shot at wheeling island yeah it would have been awesome to see but huntington was clearly the better team and you kind of expected that in the two versus seven matchup you would have obviously being around here loved for it to be a closer game but huntington was ready to go at home and as we mentioned all week long that trip's always tough, and you had to do it a second yeah. week in a row. You got the win against Spring Valley, great. It was a terrific season for Jefferson. Nothing to be ashamed about at all this year. And you can continue to grow this program that is v- looking very promising. I think it'll be interesting next year, too, because Jefferson will be kind of in the exact opposite in terms of questions for next year's team. The question heading in is, was how will the quarterback be? Well, Herrick returns for this next season. So now the running back. What are they going to do? Not only the running back, but the wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Most of them are gone. So it's like the weapons around the quarterback. Now you got to figure out, but I think coach Craig Hunter's got this program in a really good place. I think the fact that they're winning games, we know you look at the other sports and you know that Jefferson has athletes. So they just need to get those guys to come out and play football. And you could really put together, uh, competitive football team year in and year out and they're starting to do that at Jefferson so uh, good way to build on it and we also knew heading into like Jefferson did beat Spring Valley Spring Valley beat Huntington week one but since week one Huntington's been a much better team Yeah, and we just saw what they did to Woodrow and then they did to Jefferson I think that just proves that that team is really clicking right now so yeah. it, it's just a tough matchup for Jefferson I mean we thought they had a chance to get the upset I still think they could have made it closer but just didn't executing that game. And I mean, having to go to Huntington back-to-back yeah, weekends really is, is a you. lot. And especially I don't know exactly what their travel was, but we knew on Friday there was you know, going to get back to West Virginia when you go up into Maryland. It, there were some travel probably potential issues there. Um, but uh, Snow in those mountains. Yeah, I mean, it's just that travel issues there, but Jefferson finishes a great season, eight and five. Congrats to them on a heck of a season. And uh, Nick just mentioned next year, yeah, got your quarterback. Now you have to see who they could build around with him. Um, then on on Friday night, number eight Musselman fell to number one Park South, fifty eight to fourteen, in an interesting game, a snowy game, and a very cold game up there at Park South. And uh, Musselman finishes the season at eight and five as well, but. Uh, just again, it seemed like the home team took, got on top early and just completely dominated in this game as well as the, the Huntington game. Yeah, I mean, when you run into teams like Parkersburg South and Huntington, it's very tough to come back once they start really clicking because yeah. those offenses can score and they can score very quickly. Uh, and we saw that with Parkersburg South. Same thing with Martinsburg, obviously, but, you know, we already know that, and we, we've seen those teams, you know, or we've seen Martinsburg every week, but haven't seen those two teams. And, and you looked at some of those scores for Parkersburg South, and it looked like maybe Musselman had a shot, but, uh, you know, that offense, the way they got out on top, the weather going on the road, all that plays a factor. But I think just the way Parkersburg South executed, it's playoff time, so we're starting to see the best football from some of these teams, especially if you know that these other teams. If you're not overlooking these other schools like Jefferson and Musselman and knowing that they're pretty talented and can uh, put up a fight against you if you're not careful, and that's what these two schools did. They were able to execute in these games and really just get off to a quick start and and not make it easy for any sort of comeback. Yeah, and then the uh, final game, number five, George Washington, falls to number four, Hurricane, 56-28. I was wrong. I'll admit it. I thought that was going to be a closer game. You guys said it was going to be... Uh, the hurricane was going to win going away, and that's what they did. Fifty-eight, fifty-six. To be fair, games. though, Colin and I were both riding the EPAC this week as well. That's true. So we got that wrong. But part of that's you know partially just because that's what we want to see yeah. happen. Yes. 
but uh, Hurricane advancing. They'll travel up to Park South. That'll be a good game. Hurricane uh, that, Park both South games, is about I to believe, be like an NBA final score for these two offenses. <laughs> both games get are like set an eighty something for Saturday at one thirty, I believe. You might be right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so number four Hurricane and number one Park South. So this plays out like a chalk tournament right now. Mm. Yeah. So the offenses on each side could get like 100 plays each, and nobody would be surprised. I mean, the combined score between these two games could be up in the 200s. Yeah. <laughs> Which will be crazy. I'm setting the over-under right now for Hurricane Park South at 95. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hammering the over still. I think it's fair <laughs> to have that kind of game. It's hard to read this Huntington-Martinsburg game. Because it is. If it we is. thought last year it would be close, and it just wasn't. Yeah. So, will it be different this time around? My initial thoughts is yes, it will be a much closer football game, but also but it's, Martinsburg. it's Martinsburg. Mm-hmm. It's like, can you really have any confidence You'll that a team in the state of West Virginia is going to keep it somewhat close? I mean, I guess Bridgeport did, but like I said, you never really felt like Martinsburg was going to Martinsburg lose the game. still killed him. Exactly. So, three I'll touchdowns is three touchdowns at the yeah. end of the day. But again, last year's game in the state championship, 62-21 victory for the Martinsburg Bulldogs to win their ninth state championship. you got to think Huntington's got revenge on their mind. Oh, of course they do. And you got to remember, because Coach Sherman even said it at the beginning of the year, you're replacing everybody that scored in that championship game last year. Now, granted, there was only two of those people because Hudson had eight, and I believe it was Barrick that had the I think they've done a great job replacing them. And I think the way that Buzz Dover's come along this season and trying to, you know, he's playing with a knee brace on his his knee, and those are the hardest things to play with Mm -hmm. because it limits you. Even though you want to be full go, you want to be full go, it's still there to help your knee continue to stay stable. I mean, I don't know the scientific version, the reasoning. But obviously, one would think it's there to keep your knee stabilized so it doesn't happen again. But I see being on that sideline all year, it's just so bulky and it caused, like, he has to come out sometimes to adjust it. And, you know, the way that he's come along this season is is really, you know, last year when we talked to Coach Sherman preseason, he said, you know, we lost we lost Buzz Dover, who could have made a big impact that last year. And obviously, his impact more needed this year than it was last year is really helping. And then with Jameer Hunter led the coming team in over, receiving yards this week, yeah. And with you know with uh, Jameer Hunter coming over from Spring Mills, I mean that's been a story all in itself. And I said at one point in the year to see him, I mean he could he could if Martinsburg makes the state championship game, I could see one of the efforts that like I could see. Jameer Hunter doing what Hudson did last year. Maybe not necessarily Any all touchdown? in the receiving game. I can see I can see, see a, I can see a pick yeah, six. I, I can see a punt return or a kick return. Maybe three or four. That'd be yeah. cool. But yeah, that was the record, right? The touchdowns, state championship record, or tied yeah. the record. So no, he broke it. I believe. I think it was at six. Yeah. Yeah. So I we're not going to see eight from anybody yeah. this year, I don't think. But you never know. All right. Maybe Murphy. Murphy could do it. His senior year. He's yeah. coming back. I mean, he looks like a lot better these last I hope few he's games. He's coming back. He's only a junior. I mean, I'm talking about coming back from that leg <laughs> injury early for college. From that leg injury, <laughs> he looks a lot better in the last few weeks, which is what it's going to be because it's hard to come back from a Liz Frank injury. Uh, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk Shepherd football, WU football, and Martin Marshall football. After this two-minute break, you're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and Team 10. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. 
Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer deaths in the United States each year. But do you know the radon levels in your home? Home is a place to live, love, and laugh, not a place to breathe air containing radon. The Berkeley and Morgan County Health Departments are distributing free confidential radon test kits, and you can get yours at the Berkeley County Health Department office in Martinsburg and the Morgan County Health Department office in Berkeley Springs. Protect your home and family. Get your free radon test kit today. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you just once this week, uh, but we're going to make the best of it. Talk a lot of stuff in this show. Talk a lot of local as we just spent about uh, 20 plus minutes talking about the high school football playoffs. Now we're going to talk Shepherd football as they get a win in the first round of the Division II football playoffs in Super Region 1. Um, it was a 16 to 13 win. And Nick, you said it last week. You said last year's wins in the, in the playoffs were all close games, and that's what it was. Well, that's what it was this week again, in the first uh, first round in the 2022 playoffs. And uh, you know, Tyson Bajan, 28 of 39, 235 yards, but he didn't no no touchdown passes. Yeah, because, only, it's because Ronnie Brown, 21 carries, 228 yards with two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, and Shepard will take that, right? Yeah, you, you do that and you get the win. Uh, a win is a win, no matter how the stats look for. Bajan or anybody on that offense, if you find a way to win, nobody really cares, right? But uh, in terms of the game and the Tyson Bajan, only the third time in his career that he uh, hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in a game. And one of those was in that scrimmage Yeah, that scrimmage that that technically counts, right? Because if you want the passing yards record, you want those numbers, but maybe for the touchdowns. Which he did get. game, you don't want. He did get it by one yard, so... Uh, you get those numbers do count. And then the other one was Shippensburg in 2019. And then this year, of course, in the playoff win. But the the key there is that Shepard got its balance back. It got 200 yards rushing, 235 yards passing, or over 200 yards rushing. So the balance was back. The offense had more of a mojo to an extent. But there's still something missing, and I think a lot of that had to do with I don't know if Marlon Cook is 100% healthy, but he didn't have a catch. And Ryan Beach was clearly not 100% Boy, he's basically healthy, he a decoy. Out there. Yeah, he was out you there. You said that during the game, and he was he was used as a decoy. He caught a, I feel like he caught a couple double teams at one point in the ball game, and, and you know, it seemed like every time he ran a long route or had a chance to catch the ball and he was kind of giving a little more effort when they were throwing the ball to him, he would raise his hand and come off the field. Yeah, and obviously, you know, it's definitely not the Ryan Beach that you see at 100%. So I think that's playing a big factor in the slow offense that we kind of had this past week. Uh, but really give credit to the Rams' defense. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Smith, two sacks. Yeah, Kyle Smith was a beast off the edge. Malik For 23 yards, bang. too. And you have those deep, that defense has gotten so much better from last year that. It's crazy to think that Shepard can win a game and only score 16 points. A year ago, if Shepard scored 16 points, there was no chance they were going to win the football game because the defense was probably going to give up 24 to 30 points. Which is crazy because going into this year, all the question marks were on the defense. Yeah. And they've shown up. They've gotten, they're a young, hungry unit, and they've really played well together as a unit. So, uh some, if you're a great football team, you find ways to win games when not everything's going well. Mm-hmm. And that's what Shepard did on Saturday. They found a way to win despite it not looking the best. Which I feel like is what they did during the playoffs last year. They found ways to win. I mean, we saw yeah, but two the games, back-to-back weeks Hail Marys. But also in those games, too, Shepard looked more like the team we saw throughout the regular season. Yeah. Which I would say yesterday or Saturday didn't really look like that. But they still found a way to win and advance and survive in advance at this point is the most important thing. And I loved the fact that 
the latter part of my scenario from last week on Friday came in and actually happened. It was, all right, you just lost. We haven't seen the adversity that Shepard had to go through after a loss. Is frustration going to kick in if they go down, which they did? The first drive was scripted perfectly by New Haven to go up. But the defense put the big boy pants on. They got the job done. They held them to a shutout after that first drive, and they absolutely dominated each and every play and shut down the Chargers' offense. And then the offense on Shepard's side, as you said, they finally got balance back, and you missed it two weeks ago. Let's be honest. One week ago. was there, well, now two weeks. It's been two games. Yeah. So if it was there probably wouldn't have played this week. Yeah, you probably would be watching those games. Exactly. But now, you got to regain focus. Yeah. Hopefully the wide receivers, if they are unhealthy, get even more healthy now. Because Slippery Rock's going to be a tougher test than New Haven. I yeah. think everybody realizes that. And if you play like you did against New Haven... I don't know if they're necessarily a tougher test, but I think they are slightly better. Because I thought New What's Haven was a pretty good team. Uh, probably just size and speed, yeah. typically. This wasn't a big New Haven team up front. I think Slippery Rock probably okay. has a little bit more size. I haven't digged too much into their roster, but just traditionally, uh, they're one of those schools that they get really those second-tier Western PA kids that can mm-hmm. really play. So uh, if you're not D1 and you're playing in that area of the state, Slippery Rock's a pretty good program to go to, and they stomped Shepard last time these two teams played, so I'm sure that's in the back of a lot of the players' minds that may may have been there. I don't know how many were there, but it uh, should be fun. should be a good game. Looking forward to it. Obviously, we won't be there, but... Yeah, unfortunately, we cannot broadcast game. Can't be on two sides of the state at once. Uh, but get out to Shepardstown. Watch the game. It'll be at home once again as uh, Shepard... The uh, second seed in the Super Region 1. That game set for noon on Saturday versus Slippery Rock. Uh, but let's move on. WVU, they fall 48-31 to to the number 15 team in the country, Kansas State. And uh, Garrett Green getting the start at quarterback. Colin, I don't know how much as a fan you would grade this. 15-27, 204 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. And then he was 12 carries for 17 yards and a score. So four scores to two giveaways. Two giveaways is bad, but I don't put the blame fully on him. I'd blame the defense more because the defense just couldn't stop Kansas State. I mean, All three touchdowns to it, it Sam was ridiculous. James. Three, Sam, yeah, James Sam James had three really catches, good. 102 oh yards, and three touchdowns. He balled out. He did, but it didn't matter because the defense could not stop Kansas State. Also, you got to make stops if Garrett you want to win games. Uh, Garrett Green had a pass from Sam James, and he had one catch for 12 yards. So <laughs> Garrett Green could do it all, apparently. And special teams, for some reason, after Leg was terrific on the season, he hadn't missed all year long, made the game winner last week against Oklahoma, and he missed extra points this week out of nowhere. Yeah. He only made one extra point. Yeah. I I don't know what was going on, but you're not bowl eligible now, which, yes, you probably didn't care about being in a bowl anyway because the team would probably get stomped. But I was talking with my dad about it, and the more important thing is bowl eligibility gets you 15 more practices, 15 more times that the team can get the chemistry built down and get ready for the future. Well, don't worry about it because you're going to have a new head coach. You're going to have a. We've seen this whole weekend a bunch of departures. Yeah. So many kids, so many student athletes uh, from WVU have announced as of whatever the date is. I can't remember. Is it December first? The portal opens back up, uh, but they've announced their intent to enter the portal once it opens back up with the new rules. Uh, But uh, West Virginia will finish the season this Saturday when they travel to take on Oklahoma State at noon. Uh, Let's talk a little Marshall football. They get a 23-10 victory over uh, Georgia Southern. They're now bowl eligible. Didn't realize this. Two wins against an FCS team counts as one. Makes sense. Because they had to add another one this year because App State was on their non-conference schedule, and now they're in the same conference. So they had to play two FCS teams this year. Uh, but big surprise, Nick. Did you see who was back on the field? Oh, yeah. Machine Machine Ali. Ali returned. yeah. He played 16 well. 16 carries, 79 yards for a guy that hasn't played all year. That was uh, coming back as an All-American. 
it's pretty yeah. darn good. I liked what Marshall was able to do. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but uh, seeing Cam Fancher have another solid day throwing the football. 17 of 32, 274. Two touchdowns, no picks this week, and then on the ground, 14 carries, 63 yards. And the fact that Marshall ran the ball, I think, 50 times in the game or something crazy. So uh, not balanced. They didn't get the Shepard balance, but they got really good offensive production out of those two running backs. uh, They had balance. They had 274 passing yards, 255 rushing yards. But I'm saying in terms of attempts. attempts. But uh, in terms of yardage, yes. Uh, But... um, where was I going? Oh, yeah, the two running back, that, that one-two punch. I mean, Laburn and Ali is something that you would have loved to see all season, but you get to see it here for a little bit. If you saw that all season, I would say there's a shot you have one, maybe two losses. Maybe, but maybe not, because I think the thing that was holding Marshall back more so than not having Rasheen Ali was the quarterback play. Yeah. So you still would have that issue. But Cam Fancher molding himself to be a pretty darn yeah, good quarterback. Yeah, he's definitely going to put himself in the uh, conversation, conversation to be the starter for the next few years at Marshall. So I think that's definitely a bright spot. But uh, we'll see what they can do against Georgia State. Georgia Southern isn't the best team in the world, so it's nothing to be super excited about. But a win is a win. And what a weird day it was on Saturday in college football. Yeah, weird yes. day. I mean, we had Tennessee get absolutely demolished by South Carolina. Nobody saw that coming. I completely forgot that's where Spencer Rattler <laughs> Spencer went. Rattler played like they the guy that they recruited up until, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he hasn't played like the guy that's been hyped up as the next, you know, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray since high school, and he goes out there and, and looks Six. like that guy. Six. Yeah. Touchdowns. Against Tennessee. And then Michigan barely, barely holds beats on. Illinois. Ohio State barely holds on. TCU barely TCU holds barely. on. Georgia only won by 10. Oklahoma State got demolished by Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy, crazy day. Weird Georgia day. Tech beats North Carolina. North yeah. Carolina was 9-1 and one coming into the game. Georgia yeah. Tech was 4-6. and six. It's crazy, man. It's been a weird year, but I think yesterday or Saturday was just the epitome strange. of it being very weird. If TCU loses... I have no idea what this playoff committee is going to do for the top Alabama. <laughs> yeah, somehow Alabama's going to jump back. Ole Miss got killed, too. Yeah. yeah. I forget who they played. But you Arkansas expect, killed uh, Ole Miss. Unless you just keep Michigan and Ohio State yes, in no matter what. That's true, yeah. The one loss, one loss. If TCU so. loses. That's probably what would happen. So, yeah. Unless it's like Ohio State, like 60 to nothing. Because USC probably gets in if TCU loses. That's a fair point. But yeah. if TCU doesn't lose, they go in over Ohio State or Michigan. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you part by our Sydney's Home Store, not just implying store any longer. Cabinets and Designer Bedding. Outdoor Living. Excuse me. It is family owned and operated. Right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hackwells and Way. You can go to Orsinis.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk uh, Commanders, Ravens, Steelers, and the rest of the NFL. We're back in two minutes on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsinis right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be this football season. Join us Fridays for Martinsburg Bulldog games, Saturdays for Shepherd Rams and WVU games, and every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday nights for the NFL primetime games. We still have steak night every Wednesday, shrimp nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. So come on in and enjoy the Palace Lounge. We're located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You've put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. 
Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today as we uh, get ever so closer to the end of today's show and the... uh, End of shows until next Monday. We're Very taking suspense. a little hi- hiatus over here uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, but we'll look at uh, NFL the other day. We saw the Bills have to go from a Snowden Orchard Park. They had like a three-hour window on Saturday. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Three-hour window. Make it, I didn't think so either. Three-hour window to fly out to Detroit. They end up getting a 31-23 to victory over the Browns. The only odd thing I thought about this was, the Browns posted a photo of the Lions locker room and said, this is an odd place. But to me, what's odd is that the Browns, the away team, were in the home team's locker room. Well, it probably has Lions stuff potentially. Know, probably because anyway. they just are going to keep all of Buffalo's stuff in there for a week since they play the Lions this week. Potentially. That, that, I didn't think about that. That's a good Colin. one. Smart uh, man. But a 31-23 victory. Don't Bills, me on that. Bills get back. Why are we talking about the Bills? I don't know. I was just looking. Bills <laughs> get back there. Uh, Commanders get a 23-10 to victory. It was all about the defense in this one. Yes, the defense. Another solid performance without Chase Young. Yeah. Damian Pierce, I think, only about had like eight own. yards. Yeah. That's yeah. the first time he's been held under 30 yards all year. I think they held him to f- two yards at halftime. Like the whole team. The whole offense for the yep. Texans had two yards at halftime, I think. Uh, the Texans could have ran the ball or moved the ball a little bit. Maybe they make it somewhat interesting. But, I mean, Washington just balled out on defense. So Yeah, two sacks, each, two sacks each for Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat. Uh, then a sack for Deron Payne as well. Five total sacks on the day. Uh, the interception, uh, the pick six by um, Kendall, Kendall Fuller, Fuller in the f- for the first play of the defense. Uh, or on that first drive that puts the Commanders up 7 nothing, and then uh, kind of held on to it the whole way. Curtis Samuel gets a rushing touchdown on the day, has two carries for 18 yards. Antonio Gibson, I mean, it's hard. When you have two good running backs, it's really hard for somebody to get over 100 yards on a day when you're splitting time. But 18 carries, 72 yards for Gibson. 15 carries, 57 yards for Brian Robinson. Um, huge there. And a so-so day for Taylor Heineke through the air, just a hundred, just a hundred and ninety-one yards. ESPN, yeah, good old ESPN and random ads popping up there. I forgot I still had the volume on, but uh, not so good day for Heineke. But he is a starter. They win. They find a way to win. They find a way to win with him out there. And could you imagine if Washington actually listened to the fan base and cut Antonio Gibson during the preseason where this team would be? I mean, be? I was calling him for him to cut to be completely Shame awesome. on you and shame on the fans that we're doing Shame so. on you, too. I did not. I have a Gibson jersey. I know. I'm, just I'm a big Colin, guy. Colin likes Antonio Gibby. Gibson. All right. Ravens get a 13-3 to victory over the Panthers. Uh, thought it would be a wider score for the Ravens. I thought they would have put more up on the board. I think it was just this weekend. Yeah, 1 p.m. time slot was a snooze fest. Really yeah, Raiders get a I, would, I just met in hey, terms can, of teams I follow. Yeah. That's fair. Because Shepard played weird, Martinsburg played weird, the Ravens played weird. 
Yeah. And it's, it was it's, just, it's just weird. It's just yeah. a weird weekend. Joe Burr is no longer 0-0 and, and for in the division. They get a 37-30 victory over the Steelers. Steelers now 3-7 and on the year. Safe to say uh, they're vying for a top three pick. No. Well, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yes, three and seven. Maybe the one Eagles more get a, the Eagles more. one point victory over the Colts. I was so mad. In Jeff man. Saturday's home debut. Uh, I wish the Colts would have won. That would have been cool to see. They had it until the final minute. Patriots are the Patriots again. They get a victory. They're now six and four, tied the with Patri- the Jets. <laughs> Being the Jets ten to three makes you the Patriots. I don't know. They're they're in the, the conversation. End. I don't know about the you. Giants lose a ball game to the. The Lions. It's the second win in the for the against the NFC East this year. Thirty-one eighteen. Uh, what else happened? The, the Raiders get a twenty-two sixteen victory in overtime over the Broncos. And for the third straight week in a row, Devonte Adams comes out of nowhere. He's got like five touchdowns in the last five weeks. Prior to that, the last five weeks or three. Can three Devonte weeks. Adams come out of nowhere? I mean, everybody knows who he is. I don't know. He's best but, uh, then the best cousin unless he then plays the at Cow- 1 p.m. Then the Cowboys get a 40-3 to victory over those Vikings. And then last night we saw the Chiefs come back 30-27 to over the Chargers. That was a good game. And don't it's three touchdowns mind. for Travis Kelsey. And that last touchdown, I just happened to tune in for the last mm-hmm. drive. Uh, tune back in. I was kind of tuning in and out last night. And how do you leave... Travis Kelsey, like, wide open there to get in the end zone with, like, 30 seconds left. It's not so much that they left him wide open. It's just that the guy is really good. That is Man, true. he aren't that defender. I mean, he scored four touchdowns in a game earlier this year. He scored three touchdowns uh, last night. But, man, the Chiefs and the Chargers, they just play great games, it seems like, every time. And the Chiefs yes. just always find a way to win, unfortunately, for Mike Hornby and those Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, and for me because I had the Chargers winning the division in my preseason bet because I was high on what they did in the off season, and that's not going to happen now that they got swept by the Chiefs. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, but that'll do it for the segment of the sports mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up, have a little fun as we get out of here for a uh, extended break on the sports mix. But we'll be back after this two minute break. You're tuning in the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Your business can become an advertiser today on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, your home for local news, talk, and sports. With over 17 million views and counting, you won't want to miss out. From Eastern Panhandle Talk every morning to the sports mix at noon and local high school, Shepherd Rams, Mountaineers, Commanders, Steelers, Nationals, Wizards, or Capital Games each evening, Talk Radio WRNR has it all, all day long. So advertise with us, Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This is Ben Copenhaver, your local alarm professional at Dynamark Atlantic Security. Did you know that home break-ins are 6% more likely during the day? That's right. The bad guys know when you're away, and they are smarter than you think. Dynamark Atlantic Security has the security solutions for you. Don't commit the error when the game is on the line. Phone me today at 304-671-2158 to learn how to play good defense against the bad guys. Dynamark Atlantic Security. Call today at 304-671-2158. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back.
back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for Monday, November 21st, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Before we wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix and have some fun, so I'm going to read you out what we'll be airing this week on the radio. It starts uh, tonight. we got the... We got uh, Monday Night Mayhem live from the Neon Moon, 6 to 8 p.m. That'll be on radio and TV as well as YouTube. We'll catch up with hopefully Coach Ernie McCook, uh, Tyson Bajan, and I'm hoping Ronnie Brown gets yeah. shows up tonight if he's available. Um, and then uh, tomorrow from 1 to 2, we'll have the Neil Brown Press Conference show. Then 6 to 8, the Neil Brown Coaches show. And then uh, Wednesday night, the Caps play the Flyers, 7.30 uh, puck drop, 7.15 pregame show. Then Thursday at noon, we'll have the NFL Thanksgiving triple header from Westwood One. So we'll take you, it'll take you from noon probably to midnight. You guys should get Kyle Smith it. on the show. We should. Give some love to the defense. You already yeah, had Ronnie true. on the show. All right. Uh, get both. Get them both. Uh, still trying to figure out Friday, but uh, potentially WVU men's hoops action. Uh, play then, for but they don't know. Or is that Thursday? Thursday. Thursday's the prepared. Friday game. Yeah, I have Friday to figure day. out. It's either at eight p.m. or nine thirty, um, and then uh, on Saturday we'll have the West Virginia High School football playoffs as uh, Martinsburg heads to Huntington for a one thirty kickoff, and then uh, Sunday we'll have the Commanders at the Falcons or versus the Falcons at home one p.m. kickoff eleven a.m. pregame show from the Commanders Radio Network, and then Sunday night football from Westwood One as the Packers are at the Eagles. Uh, but, Nick, you posed a question in our topics today. Yeah, what's your guys' uh, favorite, or what's the best, I guess, Thanksgiving dish? Colin, you go first. It's tough to choose, but I'm going to go with uh, my mom's corn casserole. It's always my favorite, and I love it so much, and so does uh, my oldest sister, Catherine. We both get our own, and then everybody <laughs> else gets theirs to share. So, like, we split one and one, and then she makes a second batch for everybody else. Wow. That's Nick? I'd have to go mashed potatoes. I think it's just, you know, eat the mashed potatoes, the gravy. I think it's a good choice. It's not exclusive to Thanksgiving, though. Yeah. Same. That's the only problem. I'm going to go stuff. Stuffing? stuffing? That is a good one. more so exclusive. exclusive. I became a big stuffing guy the past few years. Me I wasn't, too. I, I wasn't, wasldn't a fan of stuffing as a kid. I, I never really, I don't think I had it because it just looked on, uh, but then I had it and I was like, this is actually good. It is. All right, that'll do it for this. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get out of here, Thanksgiving, I got a three-leg parlay for you. You hammer the Lions nine and a half, a Darius Slayton touchdown, and I'm feeling an Adam Feeling touchdown as well. Ooh. All right, there you go. Next bet for the triple play parlay on Thanksgiving. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We will talk to you Saturday at 1230 on Talker to WR and TV on YouTube as Martinsburg travels to Huntington for the semifinal in AAA. 1230 pregame, 130 kickoff. Then we'll be back for the Sports Mix next Monday at 12 p.m. Tonight, Monday Night Mayhem live from the Neon Moon, 6 to 8 p.m. But for Colin Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you then.